I'm Sean Bowles, and I want to welcome you to Exploring the Prophetic Podcast. I have a passion for how the prophetic gifts can change the world around us. They make simple, everyday people like you and I a catalyst for life-changing experiences with the supernatural. On this podcast, I have friends from all different backgrounds who each have a powerful story to tell about how the prophetic is shaping their world. I invite you to be part of the conversation. This is Exploring the Prophetic. I love doing this show, but I love when guests like my current one today is on because he's an F-18 pilot. And fighter pilots have always been some of my heroes in life. I've just grew up as an Air Force brat. My dad was a colonel Air Force. I grew up all around air shows. And Ed Rush, if you haven't heard of him, you're going to remember him from this point on. Ed Rush has been in over 50 combat missions, two tours of Iraq. He was in the Marines, served as one of the country's leading instructors as an aerial dog fighter. And he also recently worked as a key player in developing the new F-35 Joint Strike Fighter. He loves our country, obviously. He, after two combat tours in Iraq, Ed left full-time active duty to speak and to write, share messages that really are changing the world. And his clients range from you know small startups to multi-million dollar multinational organizations with CEOs, founders, political leaders, sports teams, national universities, Hollywood stars, and one of the contestants on season one of Donald Trump's The Apprentice, which I think is fascinating. Uh, I just want to encourage you guys today. I think it's going to be really interesting as we listen to this best-selling author and hear how God really changed the trajectory of his life when he went from being more of a cessationist Christian to actually on his own because of God's pursuit, hearing God in powerful ways. And so I am excited to hear a fighter pilot turned prophet. (laughs) Not really, but you know what I mean? And I think you're going to love it too. We have some exciting news. We have a new online platform called Bowles Ministries Online Platform. It includes all of our content for one low price. This is all of our e-courses, which is Keysum's Economy, Prophetic 101, Modern Prophets, Living and Thriving Marriage, God's Secrets. But here's where it gets really interactive. We have a Translating God mentoring platform with new content every week. So weekly teaching videos and group and individual mentoring videos and guest contributors from around the world, weekly prophetic testimonies, weekly Q&A. You're going to love this. This is an interactive platform that invites you to exclusive content for me and guests. There's also an opportunity for you to submit your dreams to interpret. You guys are going to love this. And this is all one low price of $14 a month. And I want you are exploring the prophetic family to join. Come be a part of this. It's going to change your life. And I know we're going to enjoy having you. So come visit BowlesMinistries.com. Well, it's not every day on Exploring the Prophetic that we get to talk to a fighter pilot and somebody who has such a history in so many areas that I love. My dad was a colonel in the Air Force, and so I just grew up around, you know, air shows and all things Air Force. And when I was really young, I didn't love it. And then later on, I was like, this is the coolest thing ever. And Ed, you reached out to me. We, we got connected, and I just absolutely loved everything I've read about you. And I have your books on order. I've watched your videos. You're a motivational coach. You help people just really go forward in entrepreneurship. So welcome to the show. Dude, it's awesome to be here. It's not every day that I get to talk to you, Sean. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was thinking about like, we're around the same age and, uh, and we both have little kids and we were talking and just, you were sharing some, you know, like I think for our listeners, a lot of times they think of people who hear from God, um, you know, they're learning through podcasts like this and through their own life experiences. It's not limited to church centric people who are pastors or ministers, but anybody can. And I love like in your life, some of the stories you share with me, which I hope we get to today, where God just shown up and you 
are self-proclaimed someone who is cessationist before not looking for this. And then God shows up in a big way. And I think that that's so key because you've trained fighter pilots. You're totally, you know, you've been involved with so many different things. You're a best-selling author. And yeah, in the midst of that, God added himself or, or basically transitioned you, changed your life even more. And so I want to get into that story. Take me back to where some of these transitions happened from fighter pilot to person who hears from God and inspires the world. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's really just such an interesting story. And I love the fact that God really writes long stories. You know, he's mm-hmm. patient to deal with you through your through the lessons of your life. And, you know, like you said in the intro, I was a fighter pilot, man. And it's a very black and white world. And, you know, Mach 1 is Mach 1. That's the speed of sound. The ground is the ground. If your landing gear is down, the landing gear is down. And if it's not down, it's not. And so I was very comfortable in a world where the rules were the rules and it made sense to me and up was up and down was down. And the truth is sometimes God doesn't really work that way, you know? And so my theology, I was a passionate Christian, but my theology growing up was very, very conservative. I mean, when I started to put into perspective, when I started hearing from God, it was about eight years ago, I went to my pastor at the time and I just said, look, I'm hearing from God right now. And he just said, he looked at me and he said, I would be really careful with that. It could get very hokey. And that was his only, <laughs> his only piece of advice. And, you know, a, a beautiful man. And I love, I love that man. But, but he missed, he was missing this one piece. And he's right. You know, it could get hokey, but it also can change your life and other people's lives. And so at the time I was in the Marine Corps, uh, at the height of my Marine Corps, I was the number one instructor for one against one dogfighting. I was wow. in, in the Joint Strike Fighter, or F-35. So my career was really on a fast track. And I was on a mission in Iraq. I was in a left-hand turn in my F-18. I remember this like it was yesterday. I was in a left-hand turn at 16,500 feet. In the middle of the night, it was about 2.30 in the morning over a town called Fallujah, which anyone who followed the Iraq war knows that was the scene of pretty intense fighting when I was there back in 2004. And in my left-hand turn, I'm focusing on the mission that's happening on the ground. And in that moment, my mind gets distracted and I start thinking about something else. And y'all, you've done this before. You're going to be driving in a car where the last 10 miles go by and you don't even notice the last 10 miles. Well, what was happening? But not by in a fighter plane. I've never done that. But not in an airplane where you can die in an instant by someone shooting at you. In a war zone, yeah. A single second of distraction can cause major catastrophe. And what I realized was my mind was going all the way back around the world. At the time, I had a five-month-old daughter uh, back where I was living in Arizona at the time. And I was picturing her. I was thinking, like, what is she doing right now? She's probably, like, sitting on the floor playing. It was 2.30 in the morning in Iraq, and it was 2.30 in the afternoon back in Arizona, back in the States. And I remember thinking, literally right in the airplane, I I said, I don't think I'm going to come back here anymore. (laughs) I, I, I just... I just decided right there and then that my career was going to take a different path. And it had to do with family. It had to do with mission. I believe it had to do with calling. Wow. And, and that was literally the moment I went back and talked to my commanding officer, who was the a guy who was about to become a general. He was the colonel at this weapons school, basically our, our version of Top Gun in the Marine Corps. And when I told him I was getting out of the Marine Corps at 11 years, it was like his jaw dropped and he started choking on these dates that he was eating. It was so shocking to him. But I told him, I said these exact words. I said, I don't want my home life being dominated by an empty chair at the dinner table. Wow. Uh, and it was in that moment I started to move out of the Marine Corps and into what I'm doing now. No, that's that's phenomenal. I think like to have that moment of awareness in the midst of a war zone 
is totally to me. I like when we reverse engineer, how does God speak to us? Like what, what are the big wins in our life where we actually had a priority change or something that worked for better in our life? And a lot of times we don't look at that as a God moment. I mean, I'm sure you do, but it's a lot of people who have those moments. Like I'll ask people, what was one of your biggest wins with your child or your career? And they'll describe a moment like this. I'm like, do you realize that God is the instigator? You're not that good. You can't bring yourself that decision-making power. But if you're praying and saying, God, you can have my life, you can do anything. And you have these moments, these strategic moments that change everything. That's when we stop and camp and say, okay, wait, that was God talking internally. And the majority of the way people hear from God is internal because God is within us which is the only religion that has God within us, not just trying to make us subservient, but actually leading us. So I absolutely love, love, love that story and the sacrifice that you made both for our country and then both for, then afterwards for your family, which thank you so much for both of those. Thank you. Um, well, let's talk about when you transitioned into the corporate world, so to speak, you know, like in the business and marketplace, because like you came in with a bang and began to not just build your own thing, but you had a heart. And I don't, I don't know the story because we didn't talk about this on the phone. But you had a heart to really inspire other people. Where, where did that all come from? So as I was leaving the Marine Corps, I was trying to figure out what I was going to do. Most pilots go right into the airline. So strangely, sure. you've got these like super, uh, uh, you know, like talented guys with, with incredible gifts. And then they go work uh, essentially at an hourly job for the rest of their lives. And I was in the middle of doing that. I was watching a movie with my wife one night. And I was in the middle of going in that direction. She stops the movie and she looked at me. You want to talk about God speaking, right? She stopped the movie. And she looked at me and goes, do you really want to do this? Wow. It just hit me. Good wife. It just, it's so great, dude. Um, she hit, hit me and, and, and I realized I don't do, I don't do consistent. Like I don't do things over and over. I don't land and take off and land. I want to go to combat. You know what I mean? So, so the idea, and, and it was in that moment, I just decided I'm going to move into the entrepreneurial world. We started writing books, started launching businesses, started selling businesses and became fairly successful, fairly fast using the principles that I'd learned in the cockpit in the Marine Corps and, wow. and um, on a stop. Cause I think you were going to say something, but I wanted to. No, that's huge. And okay. so, so when that all started, like when you said, okay, I'm not going to be a pilot in the traditional sense. And you wanted to start writing books and this, how did like, do you remember the moment that like it shifted? I know that was the shifting moment, but like, what did you do first? Yeah. So the first thing I did was crazy. I wrote this book. So I, I I essentially went online and I thought, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to get paid to learn. So I wrote a book to teach people how to be fighter pilots. Literally the thing that I had done for the last 11 years. And I put this little book up online. And this was back in 2007, dude. This is like the early days of internet marketing. I put this little book up online and I told my wife, I said, my goal, I want to make enough money to buy a computer, which is about 2,500 bucks at the time. <laughs> that little book over the next year and a half created a business that at its peak was doing about $15,000 a month. So like oh this beautiful six figure business. I, I sold that several years ago, by the way, but this beautiful business where I was getting paid to figure out how to connect with a market online and how to learn the next year. I have a dad who's a very famous basketball referee, refereed in the NBA with magic Johnson and Larry bird and all the big, wow. big name guys. So I sat down with my dad. I said, listen, I figured out this online marketing thing. Why don't you and I get together and let's put a product together that markets to basketball referees. We did that. That business turned into literally a quarter million dollar a year business that still exists to this very day. So a couple successes out of the boxes, a lot of failures that I didn't tell you about in that story. <laughs> and, and in the process, it was the craziest thing. So Sean, you talk about God just kind of showing up, but you not knowing it, you, you're just having a 
conversation with your wife, but it really was God talking and you have a, you're in an airplane and it was God showing up with you. So I started getting asked by business owners, hey, could you come in and spend a day with our business? And really, this is the core of what I do now. I sit down with business owners and I can help people who have a business, a legitimate operating business, make more money and take more time off this really, and have a bigger impact on, on the world. So I started working with these businesses and I would be in the middle of these coaching days, working with these businesses. And all of a sudden, this is way back before I understood how God spoke. All of a sudden, we would hit something that was just so huge, but so obvious. And it was so impactful for this business. And I would feel all over my body, these goosebumps. Huh. And in the moment, this is crazy how, 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 how we operate as humans. In the moment, this is exactly what I said to myself. What's with the goosebumps, dude? What are you like, so prideful? Oh, you just came up with like a great idea and now you're, now you're giving oh, wow. your credit. And it was interesting because what I realized later on, after I matured a little bit in terms of the spirit, what I realized is what God gave me in those moments was there's, you know, we talk a lot about the word of knowledge, that, that gift, the word of knowledge. What we don't talk a lot about is the word of wisdom. And what God gave me in those moments with those business owners was the word of wisdom, which is which is the ability to partner with God to get a result for someone else, you know? So good. And, and oh my goodness, all of a sudden when I realized I had been praying, God, give me these gifts, like give me word of knowledge. Like I want to be able to pray for people and heal people. And all of a sudden God just drops right on top of me the most effective gift that would work perfectly in my environment that literally created millions and millions and millions and tens of millions of dollars for these business owners. I'm like, how cool is that? That in the middle of me asking for these like ministry gifts, God gave me a completely different gift, but it was, it was the one that was most perfectly suited for me to create impact in the place that I was. It's so cool. Well, you know, we've talked uh, several times through this podcast series. And of course I teach on one of the, my favorite gifts is word, word of wisdom. And so I love your description of it just now. And I just think it's like, when I meet a lot of people who coach or train, a lot of them find themselves in that gift. Like a lot of them find themselves in that place of like partnering to God. It's almost like God's processor overlaps your mind and you start to think at a higher level and help people like make their complicated problems really simple. And I just, I love that description. And on top of that though, you started to really go for it in your coaching times and your masterminds. You were telling me one story where God gave you a, a, an actual word for healing for someone. So you tell that story. So this is, all right, so, so I'm in the process of starting to learn how to communicate with God. And I, I had actually left the church that I just told you about. I got journals now and like talking with God about stuff. But it, much like most believers in business, there's sort of like businesses over here and like your spirituality is over sure. here. And they connect personally, but not publicly, you know. So I'm in this group. So what I do with my coaching members, in any given year, I have about 12 to 40 one-on-one -on -one clients that work with me. These are the kind of folks that I describe where I work one-on-one -on -one in your business to, to help you accomplish your goals. And what I do typically two to three times a year is I bring my coaching members together in a mastermind format where they're working together on each other's businesses. So I'm in one of these sessions. This is about seven years ago. And everyone's going around and sharing their big challenges in their business. And we get all the way around to the end of the table and there's this woman sitting there. Her name is Irene. And at the time, she's working on her business and she's really trying to grow. But at the time, she had just found out that she had stage four cancer mm. that had made its way into her bones. And wow. everyone I talked to said, look, that's about a, she had about a five month 
she, she had about five months to live while she's sitting there. Real positive woman, really wanted a big breakthrough. And she's talking, sitting there talking about her big challenges. And I'm standing there in front of the room and God just goes, you're going to pray for her today. And I said, no, I'm not. <laughs> because I'm like, look, God, and I'm saying this to him as, as I'm sitting there, like trying to, trying to pretend like I'm listening to everyone. And I said, look, I don't think you understand. Like these people paid a lot of money. Most of those folks have paid 18 to $25,000 to be in the room. I said, look, they paid a lot of money to be here. This is for business. They came here to learn business. They don't want to pray. Plus, I don't want to pray. And I'm having this conversation <laughs> with God. And he's like, well, you should pray for her. And I'm like, but I don't think I'm going to do that. And he's like, well, you really should. And I'm like, I don't know if I can do that. And I had this conversation that went on for about 15 minutes, which is crazy when you think about, I'm arguing with God, you know? And so finally, and Sean, I didn't do this because I like the love. It wasn't because, I did it because I didn't want to talk about it anymore. You know, <laughs> I didn't want to have the conversation anymore. So I said, hey, Irene, listen. I said, would it be okay if for just a minute, we all, this is how I did it, dude. I go, would it be okay if we just say very affirming words to you? <laughs> so I didn't even, I had to like warm up, you know? Totally. So everybody goes around and starts saying all these affirming things. I'm like, dude, you just need to get to the point now. So I said, Irene, listen, would it be okay if just for a moment, if we just prayed for you and we just asked God to bless you with your health challenges? And she looked at me and all of a sudden her lips started to quiver. She's like, that would, that, would, that would be amazing. And when she said, that would be amazing, there were 18 people in this room. 18 people got up, without me asking, out of their seats and all walked around and put a big circle around her and started putting their, their hands on top of her. Wow. She started praying. I prayed. I asked a couple of other people that I knew uh, could pray who were in the room. I asked them to pray. And there was not, dude, there was not a dry eye in the room. And it took... Awesome. First of all, she got a, she got, she got, she got, I think it was another six years if I, if I did the math right. So she should have died in five months. God gave her six years. And during those six years I walked with her, she learned about God, the father. Oh man. It's just such a cool story. But what happened is it broke me into this, this idea that part that you can partner with God in the business world and not only will people not be offended, but it will actually help them grow and help you grow at the same time. Totally. And so I started doing these, I do business events, three-day business events. People come in, I teach business stuff, productivity, uh, marketing, you know, how to, how to get more leads, how to get customers, how to grow your team. And in the middle of these events, I do a one-hour session, every single event called uh, Hearing from God. Wow. I, I give people, and I tell people, look, it's totally optional. This is how I do it every time. I say, it's totally optional. You don't have to come if you don't want to. So you can come any religion. It doesn't matter what you believe. You can come in. I'm going to teach you how to do this. And I get, first of all, everybody comes. It's the funniest thing. Like I'll have 200 people at an event and 200 people will show up, you know, even though it's optional. And then I take them through three questions and I have them, I teach them how to ask God questions about their business. Really, I teach them how to ask God questions about their job. <laughs> <laughs> and, and over the last three years, 99% of the people when asked said that they had heard significantly from God during that one hour. Now, there's some Christians in the room, but there's a whole bunch of other people like Buddhist and Hindu, new, a lot of new age people, a whole bunch of atheists. I had a woman walk up to me three years ago with a notepad and she said, Ed, I'm an atheist and I have a page of notes from God. Can you explain that to me? 
I said, look, <laughs> you're the atheist. Like you explained that to me, right? <laughs> you give me, me the reason for that one. She told me a year ago, she said, every Friday I spend an hour with God. So, so think about this. This is a person who calls herself an atheist. Every hour or every Friday, she spends one hour with God. I said, look, Francine, I think you spend more time with God than most Christians that I know. Like, it's just crazy what happens when God just comes and starts moving in the environment that you don't think he's going to move, you know? That is so cool. I'm, I feel like, you know, and this kind of story demonstrates to me just how hungry God is to move and how hungry people really are. And, and especially when you do it in a non weird way, but you give, you gave him, you know, Hey, this is part of what I value. This is part of what I believe can help you. And you gave him this incredible option. And the fact that people, including this woman who's an atheist takes this option and, and tries it because of you. And I feel like, you know, they could be doing this at, you know, one of the new age guru type motivational speakers type events, which happen in corporate America all the time, or they could be doing it with you. And the fact that you've become unashamedly like, Hey, this is just part of it. I think it's so cool and risky in the right kind of risky way. And I mean, obviously you, <laughs> you have no problem with risk being with your military background and all the fighting you've done and just the, but, but to actually bring it into corporate America, I think there is something that, you know, we, there's a taboo on it almost in our minds as Christians to think this doesn't fit here, like you said. And it's so awesome to watch that it's fitting. Well, let's talk about, you know, you talked at one point in our notes about going through a dry season and God used the prophetic to really impact you in that time. So I want to talk about dryness. <laughs> Can we skip this question for a little? No, I'm just kidding. So <laughs> um, it's so much easier to talk about all the successes. And I just want to tell, as you're listening to the show, this is really important to say this. I, I, I mean, look, I, Sean, the first time I saw you was in a, in a stadium full of 75,000 people. And, and when I saw you up on stage, I was like, what the heck? This is crazy, man. This guy's saying people's addresses and stuff. And I, you started talking to a couple that was two rows behind me. And I was like, whoa. Okay. And so the tendency, when you hear the stories that I just told, the tendency as a believer is to be like, gosh, man, I wish I could do that. But like, maybe God doesn't do that with me. You know, let me just tell you, let me just tell you for all the stories I just told you about people getting healed. I could tell you 20 stories about people getting healed in my events. I could also tell you another 80 stories of people I prayed for that didn't get healed, you know? And I could tell you stories about how I felt like I had a word for somebody in the middle of an event in front of 200 people, and I was totally wrong about that. And that's that's kind of embarrassing to say, but it's real because, yeah. look, we're, we're, like, we're like people, you know, in a fallen world. And sometimes we look at people like Bill Johnson and like Danny Silk and look at Sean. And you think, man, I could never be like that because look at all these errors I make. Well, the fact is, sometimes maybe maybe you just don't hear the stories that of all those the failures. That's why, Sean, I love what you've been doing recently, just talking about things things go wrong. And man, I had recently, dude, I have like twenty journals that are full of my conversations with God, and and each journal lasts about six months. Well, well, listen, I have a journal now that's got about eighteen months in it. I'm about third third a third through it. You know, wow, and and it's heartbreak. It's heartbreaking. It it really is. Sometimes when you feel that distance from God, and I don't know, I don't think it's like, you know, the, the tendency is to go inward and be like, what did I do wrong? Yeah. You know, yeah. but but I was reading this. I don't know if you read the Screw Tape Letters by C.S. Lewis. Of course, yeah. There's this beautiful moment where the one demon's talking to the other demon, and he says, "Look, I know your patient hasn't heard from God." He goes, I, I, "He goes, the most dangerous time for us." is when a believer doesn't hear from his God, but still believes. 
Mm, and, that's so good. And it's a paraphrase, but it's pretty close to what that demon said. And I thought, you know, it's interesting because part of this whole journey is you just laying yourself, you know, Romans 12, 1, to make yourself a living sacrifice. The thing I heard someone say is, you know, the problem with the living sacrifice, sometimes, sometimes it crawls off the altar. And I think sometimes God just pulls away sometimes just to <laughs> help you. Like, doesn't your wife do that sometimes? Where like, you know, everybody likes a good pursuit every once in a while. So I feel like sometimes God just, and, and by the way, it's never the same. And so, boy, I wish I had better advice, frankly, for, the, for these seasons. But I can just tell you as you're listening, if you feel like sometimes you hear these stories of these superheroes, just understand that at the same time, God was calling Gideon uh, a brave person. He was in hiding, you know, so, so sometimes it's hard, you know, and sometimes you don't hear from God. And sometimes that's the way he's designed it because he wants you to even come in tighter. And it's, it's interesting because the only place that I haven't had an issue hearing is when I'm hearing for someone else. So if I'm in my event talking to somebody, it's like God just starts speaking again, but then all of a sudden it turns off. And that's, I think that's just the way it is sometimes. Yeah. I think, you know, I've talked a lot about ebbs and flows and people have this image of everybody who moves in any kind of gifting or talent or skill, especially spiritual, you know, gifting that it's just always on all the time. And I'm sure there's some people who are the enigmas who are just instant on all the time. And it's just the way that they live. And that's the way that they, but I haven't been that person. I've been, I'm extremely analytical. I, can come in unbelief very easily. I, um, you know, over, over, overthink everything probably. And so I've had to really come into a place where letting God mature me or, or mentor me over and over and over for seasons. And you think when, when you're over one area of unbelief, you're like, finally, that thing's dead. Or when you're in one area of like, I'll always obey no matter what God. And you're like, you think you've got it. And then he asks you to do something you would never want to do. Or, yeah. or you, you know, you're, you're something bigger is on the line, or there's bigger stakes involved. And I just feel, you know, I, I love that scripture in Romans because I think it also says not to think of yourself too low or too high. Yeah. You just have a right estimation of yourself, and that's part of what I think God takes us to a place of identity where it's like, God, you're the one inside of me who's leading me. And, and again, back to that place of like every win that I have, if I can. If I can attribute you, worship you for that win, that it's not my strength that got me here, what I've given my life to, it's your strength. So I want to be, begin to partner to those places where however I said yes, even if it was subconscious, I want to be able to do that again. And I think there's the intentional process of pursuing God's voice. And then there's a the reflective process where it's like, oh, you're speaking to me and I'm following you in ways I don't even understand, but I need to still attribute those and stop in those moments and go, how did you get me here? Wow. You are so yeah. God. And especially in times like this, where the you know season where the COVID uh, lockdown and and I know people hate that term, but where you know our countries uh, around the world are going through political warfare, media, you know, and assault, governmental issues, stuff that has never happened before. I know that goes along with political, but I'm thinking with government, some of the stuff that's happened with schools, and I mean, it's just a really unstable time. But the beautiful thing is Christianity works, God works. And we're watching people, and I know you are too, who you're involved with in business that are thriving and living in a different economy, economic mindset than, or a different economy than people who are just limited to their own devices. People who are like, okay, I'm, I'm stuck because all I have is what the best decision I can make versus somebody who's like, here I am, God, I live according to you, not according to me and not according to this world. And so I think it's really, it's really beautiful to watch that God provides alternatives and leads us if we'll just listen. So I'm going to ask you something that I think is a big, big deal because we've been asking this a lot in this season, which is 
what is the riskiest prophetic word you've ever tried to give or that you've given? Oh man, the one the, the story that I told you was that's pretty I, risky. I think by far, and you know, the interesting thing about that, it's funny the way risk works. So I, I mean, I, I told you both sides, right? The story with the one lady, but then the the doing it in front of two hundred people. I'll I'll have people do this exercise, and then I'll and then I'll just have people stand it up. And next thing you know, we're praying for people in front of hundreds of people. Like backs are getting healed, and necks are getting healed, and it's just amazing to see God work. And I could stand on my head now and spit nickels and do that. I've done it so many times. But that first time, that first time <laughs> in, in front of people that knew me, you know, yeah. in, in the least, I could have made 10 mistakes and all those people still would have loved me. So it's, it was the first time. It was the first time. Yeah. And I, th I think that's, I think as you're listening to this, it's critical to understand that the first one, I like, I started, when I started trying to learn how to pray for people for healing, I did it with homeless people because it's, if you get rejected, you're not, you don't feel like it's bad, you know? And I know that sounds crazy, but it, it, it's a lot oh, easier to do it on a bus than it is to do it in like your, your like Thanksgiving dinner, you know? So, <laughs> so it's just okay. Like give it a shot the first few times and swing and, you know, if you swing and miss, that's life, you know? And, and yeah, it was the first one, dude. It was, the, it was definitely the first, the first time. Cause now, frankly, it's not, it's not that hard, you know? So even though it's way riskier, it's just yeah. not hard. Yeah, it's it's different. I know it would be totally different. Well, I don't want to miss an opportunity to ask you at least one of these questions, which is there's there's a way that you're seeing and just your expertise, how entrepreneurs have the, 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 the charge from God in a way that they can help change the nation for good, that they're problem solvers. I want to talk about the role of entrepreneurs for just a minute as we're ending, because I feel like you have something on this that could help so many people who are listening who feel like that that call, that assignment, like I need to build something, I need to create something, not just innovate what someone else has done, but I actually want to call to start something. Let's, do you have, uh, I know you have a perspective on that, so I'm just going to hand it over to you. Yeah, it's good. Thank you for asking that too. Here's the thing. Like when we look at the world right now, I don't know anybody. I don't care if you're far left, far right, centrist, doesn't matter what your political view, even, even spiritual view when I ask this question. If I was to ask somebody, how are things going with the United States of America right now? People would be like, Oh my gosh, it's so awful. You know, there's nobody, there's nobody who's like, man, it's so great. Like everything's great. And and we're all there, you know. And I always tell people, like, first of all, we have a democratic process. So we have the leaders that we asked for. That's just the way that our society was set up. And so if we have leaders we don't like, it's because that's who we voted for. The second thing is as believers, you know, God's given us incredible dominion and authority over the world that we live in. Totally. And so if the world isn't the way you think it should be. Frankly, it's not only our fault, but it's also our responsibility. And so it was only about three or four years ago that I started seriously looking at our nation as an area where, and I use the word dominion. What I just mean is like God, God has solutions for everything. And I go back to what I said about business. Basically business, the work that I do with business owners is partnering with God to achieve results in someone else's life and business. And partnering with God is everything. Like if we understood, I think as believers, if we understood what partnering with God really meant, we would be the most dominant force in Congress, the most dominant force in the White House, the most dominant force in the Supreme Court. We would be in charge of things and we should be in charge of things, I think, if we understood partnering, partnering with God. And so my passion is to find a way to partner with God to raise up leaders who have an entrepreneurial mindset. What I mean by that is entrepreneurs think fast, adjust fast. Um, most of the entrepreneurs I knew within a week 
of COVID-19 lockdowns starting had completely adjusted their business and were making a profit in ways that you would have never thought they could do that. I have fitness owners that I work with who are online within a week and actually grew during this time instead That's of, so awesome. you know what I mean? That's what an entrepreneur does. Like an entrepreneur is a person who, who they go, hey, you know what? Guess what? You can't have your restaurant open. And an entrepreneur puts a bunch of benches and park benches out in front of their restaurant and now they're serving in the street, you know? And so because entrepreneurs are very flexible and because, because we move fast and create fast solutions, I actually think the solution, well, the solution is Jesus, but I think the solution through Jesus to create the kind of change that we want in our culture are entrepreneurial solutions. I think that the enemy has, has silenced a lot of the leaders in the church because we were afraid, gosh, if I put my name out there, like, what about the thing I did in college? Like, what, what if they found out that I'm not perfect, you know? And we, we started to look at ourselves and I'm like, I think God just wants people to get out there and be like, look, I'm going to raise my hand like Isaiah did and say, here I am, send me. And if that means I write a blog, I write a blog. If that means I'm going to be local city council, fine, school board. If that means I'm going to go to be, be a senator, great. If that means I'm going to be in the White House, that, that's it. And here's the thing. God, look, it's, it's like this. If God's people are doing what God wants them to do, we will win every single time. We will win every single time. It's that simple. Look, when I was flying F-18s, if I flew an F-18 against a MiG-21, fourth generation airplane against a third generation airplane, if I was flying like I can fly, I will win every dogfight 100 out wow. of 100. Wow. And it doesn't matter how good the pilot is in the other airplane. If I'm flying my airplane, which is a superior airplane against an inferior airplane, and I'm doing what I'm supposed to be doing, I will win every single <laughs> so time. Awesome. So if we who know God <laughs> and we have an inheritance that will never spoil or fade and we happen to have the ability to pray and wipe out strongholds, if we're actually doing what we're supposed to be doing, we'll win every time. And the fact that we're not winning is only a factor of the fact that we're not doing what we're supposed to be doing. So I'm just like passionate about bringing believers together in partnership with God, raising, my goal is to raise up 400 leaders for national, national leadership. I would love 40 years from now to look at Congress, to look at the Senate, to look at the House of Representatives, to look at the Supreme Court, to look at the White House and see men and women of God who love God, who like wake up in the morning and grab their journals and like, God, what do you have to say to me today? I mean, if, if, first of all, the country would change. Yeah. I mean, sure. the problems we're dealing with now would begin to go away. I mean, we wouldn't even have to argue about some of this stuff if only we would step up. And so really, this is my next phase. I just have a passion for seeing this change in a way that's loving, in a way that's understanding, in a way that doesn't, you know, throw uh, uh, firebombs at the other people. It's not even a partisan. I'm not a, either party, by the way. But I, I just think we can do this together. If we can just get together, we can do it, you know? Yes, I'm with you. I am with you. And I think, you know, we already have so much of what's at play in place for, I mean, everything we've been crying out for, like we've said, God, give us the great wealth transfer. Some Christians understand that term or or the resources and finances to do the mission of seeing this world changed. And you just see this beautiful picture of, you know, several groups studied over the last three years that are secular colleges saying, what's the most powerful financial people group on the earth. And by 51%, it's Christianity. It's not a nation. It's wow. not America. It's Christianity around the world. So we already have the wealth, we have creativity, we have leadership, but you're right. I love what you just said. We have to step up and you're someone who's helping so many people do that. So tell us, you have to tell us, Ed, how to get a hold of you, your website, your books. I know you have many books out. 
Um, what, where should people start? Yeah, I mean, so the fastest and easiest place, I have, I have a simple website. My website is edrush.com. So that's super easy to remember. Uh, I do have something free for your listeners on a website. It's just edrushbook.com, which is Ed Rush is my name. Ed Rush Book is the second easiest website to remember. Uh, when you go there, you'll see a link to my book, which is called The 21 Day Miracle. That's my latest book, by far my best book uh, and my most popular book. So it's sold over 30,000 copies. It was Amazon's number, number one business book at one point. It was number 22 book over all of Amazon. It's fun and fast. And Sean, I sent you one last week, so it should be delivered like today at, oh, your, you. at your mailbox. And, um, so and when you get there, you'll see I set up a little membership site, which has some videos and some trainings that you can get access to. So those are the really the two main places. You can go to my website. I do a day, I do a show twice a week that you'll love. And I'll just say this, anybody who wants to connect with me directly, I usually don't do this, but I'm happy to just give you my email if Sean, you're okay with that. Yeah. Um, my direct email, this goes right to me, not through a team member is coaching, C-O-A-C-H-I-N-G, uh, coaching at edrush.com. Uh, so that's coaching at edrush.com. You're welcome to contact me. Guys, he hasn't even given me that email. So that's you're true, lying. man. What's up with that? <laughs> <laughs> even though you texted me, but that's cool. So, um, so yeah, I'll give, I'll give everybody your phone number. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> so I'll just say, you just reach out to me. I've got an event coming up that you'll love that I'd love to just give you tickets for. If you tell me that you listen to this show, like I said, I just love partnering with business owners and entrepreneurs to help change the world. You can see the mission and the passion, the vision that I have. And I, I look, I just want to see, man, I want to live to be 140 years old and look back and see our whole world completely changed because people took seriously the idea uh, that God loves the world, man. Eight million people and we can do this. It's just, yes. about just getting together and doing it. Well, we're going to end on that note. Thank you so much for being on today. Thanks for bringing your strength. <laughs> and you who are listening, I want to encourage you to get involved with Ed. He just gave you an incredible resource. If you're a business owner, business leader, or entrepreneur, contact him. Use the resource. We need to go forward fast. And that's one of the things that I know Ed has on his life is he helps people to expedite and have gain momentum, everything that God's called him to. Thanks so much for listening today. Have you been enjoying Exploring the Prophetic? Well, you can enjoy it even more by becoming a partner with Bulls Ministries. Everything we're doing with our podcast is made possible by our incredible partners and financial contributors to our ministry. They are helping us to bring the equipment to upgrade everything we're doing to have the time and space to do this. It's a free offering we give to you. Maybe you're listening in your shower. Maybe you're listening in your car, your workout. Well, I want to continue to do this. I'm going to continue to have these incredible guests tell their prophetic process of how God's spoken to them so you can get a vision of how God speaks to you and also so that other people all around the world can have this resource at their fingertips from their smart device, their computer, their YouTube, whatever they have, that they will have this, this incredible resource. So go on the partnership journey with us. As a partner, you're going to receive an email and communication every month from us. We resource you with a partnership page that has literally dozens and dozens of messages that only of our partners have. We also have partnership contribution back to you where we actually give resources. You guys get stuff first. Usually at Christmas time, we have a new book come out. You guys get it before everybody else and you get it signed. I love our partnership program. I love being on a journey with our partners because they are some of our, they're a team, they're our family. They're the ones who are contributing to make this happen. Come be a partner today. Go to bowlsministries.com under giving and membership and you will become a partner. Thanks for listening to Exploring the Prophetic Podcast. I'm your host, Sean Bowles. 
I want to encourage you to stay involved with us. Continue the conversation online by going to our Facebook page. Sean Bowles is our Facebook public address. Also, you can visit us at www.bowlesministries.com. And if you're enjoying the podcast, make sure to subscribe to it. It's Exploring the Prophetic with Sean Bowles.